Hello once again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's show, of course, a shout out to people who kind of help us bring this to you for free each and every week, or have in the past at least, and, uh, you know, we're we're still benefiting off of it. Uh, thanks to Angelo's Pizza, you can eat in their dining room currently, as well as get delivery and takeout. If you are in the Lakewood area, check out Matt, check out Angelo's on Madison in Lakewood, Ohio. Uh, thanks to Pollyanna DIY. Again, we don't know if he's going to continue still, but support him. I know that he's still got some things he's uh, selling. Doesn't mean he's going to make new things, but get them while you can. And uh, thanks to Smart Mark Video, along with IndependentWrestling.tv, that merger makes it easier to watch AIW than it ever has been before. You can purchase a DVD or MP4 at smartmarkvideo.com or sign up using the code ABSOLUTE. Get yourself a five-day free trial at independentwrestling.tv and watch a revolving AIW archive, including some of the most recent shows. Yeah, we got to get that viewership up on there. Um, you know... It was like going really like we were doing crazy numbers on there when the pandemic first started. Obviously, people catching up on things. If you already watched it, go back and rewatch it because because our viewership is going a little bit down. And I'm trying. I like staying in that top tier. You know, that's just maybe that's just an ego thing or something. But I like being in those those top viewed tier when I get my little report. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of old a old old AIW. Now Which un- unfortunately, I don't I don't know if I can. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know if I can recommend that uh, with a uh, clear conscience, but uh, I mean they're putting some old stuff up there, so uh, maybe you go back and you see how far we've come. Yeah, uh, as as people and as a company, uh, certainly. But uh, hey, we're we are coming to you from the Paul Greer Studio, powered by the mysterious benefactors. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, the Paul Greer traffic report. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, weather update brought to you by the Gold Scene Brothers. Uh, how do how do the real radio stations do it? You know, they always got like uh, yeah. you know some, some kind of weird sponsorship. Yeah, Call, Paul Greer Studios calling in now on the uh, <laughs> thrift store jobber hotline is. Uh, <laughs> Nobody's calling it. But anyway, on this week's episode, of course, as always, AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. And, uh, well, Thorne, we we got a show in. We did it. We, <laughs> we did it. We, had we did one. it. We're, we're not going to recap the entire show for you guys uh, because we still have shows we haven't done that for yet. And, uh, we, you know, we try to do them in order, but uh, we will... We'll get back to doing those at some point, and we will run down the whole thing. And but uh, we thought, let's talk about let's how let's it get went into it. For let's us. talk about it. Let's get into it. Oh, uh, we we made the travels all to Indianapolis. First, here's the thing: before we even get to Indianapolis, two days before we're supposed to be there, the fucking Airbnb. One day. <laughs> The one day. Oh, you're right. It was 24 the hours. Sorry. 24, 24 hours before hours. the show, one day before arriving. Yes. So I had to uh, I had to go to Columbus for a super secret uh, mission, which, uh, I don't know, maybe you'll see one day. Maybe it will never see the light of day. But uh, <laughs> I had to I had to go for a, uh, 
a special thing, I'll just say. And uh, so I am off the grid Friday for most of the day. You know, I have to I either wake up really early Friday morning, drive to Columbus, and uh, you know, I turn my phone completely off. I'm you know I'm doing what I have to do. It takes a few hours. I uh, turn my phone on. I'm catching up on things. I start my drive back to Cleveland, which <laughs> this drove the Duke nuts once he heard of my my itinerary for the weekend of <laughs> driving to Cleveland or driving to Columbus from Cleveland and then driving from Columbus back to Cleveland and then I was going to sleep and get everything together and then go to Indianapolis Saturday Saturday sometime because you have to drive back through Columbus. Duke just lost he lost his mind over this. <laughs> However, what I told the Duke is, you know, I was I was being compensated for what I was doing on Friday, and I saw it as a, well, why am I going to get a hotel room, you know, when I could just drive right back home and uh, make all profit? And Duke, this still drove him nuts, even though it's, you know, like two hours tops, you know, depending on how fast you're going. Yeah. This this drove him nuts. He was very upset with me. He he brought it up to me several times throughout the weekend that this was just a a, a, a bad. A bad travel, uh, you know, bad travel itinerary. But anyway, I'm driving and, you know, you know, when your phone's off, like not all the notifications come through at once, you know, like. Yeah. So like, you know, I'm seeing, you know, what's going on on the texts and, uh, you know, anyone that's ever seen a screenshot that I sent them, I get a lot of unread texts. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going, I'm kind of going through, you know, some things here and there and seeing what's on on Facebook Messenger and I'm driving and I get like a text from Airbnb and it's, they usually are like, oh, you know, like send you the rules again 24 hours in advance or whatever. And then like an email comes through from Airbnb and like I look and it's just like, I forget what it said, but it's just like, uh, we, unfortunately, we have to cancel your reservation. And I was like, what? Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? And like uh, this guy, Jimmy is his Jimmy. name. Yeah. It's like, don't worry though. I got other houses. You know, I'm I'm gonna call Airbnb and you know get this all handled for you. And like, so I'm like, okay. Like it's like 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. We're supposed to be. We're supposed to check in at 3 p.m. the following day. And I was like, well, how how the fuck are we gonna find a a place to go? You know, like, and uh, you know, I still have a two hour drive ahead of me. So it's like I can't like be sitting there and like looking at Airbnbs and uh, I'm trying to get back home because I still had to do stuff to get ready for the show and uh, also I was I was uh, I misunderstood how the collective ticket rollout was going to go. Oh yes. So that also threw a, a wrench <laughs> in my plans. I thought you know because uh, you know. All these promoters, uh, you know, they, they they like to talk in the middle of the night, and I have I have to go to work, so I'm sleeping, and I miss a lot of these conversations, and then I try to catch up on them when I can. I thought that we were just putting the the weekend pass up for sale on Friday, so I was like, okay, cool. Then it's just like. You know, I look at Twitter and it's like Southern Underground Pro tickets now on sale, Black Label Pro tickets now on sale. Like, and I was just like, "What the fuck? Like, <laughs> I missed this. How did I miss this?" 
And I'm just like, I don't even have our ticket page ready. Like, you know, because like, oh, man, I was Friday was like ultimate. Like, it was just like, okay, like this is uh, this is promoting again. I'm back. Eight thousand problems like within 10 minutes of each other. Here is the message received from Jimmy. Who it says has ten verifications. I don't know how you get verified ten times on Airbnb, but Jimmy does. Jimmy says, Hello, John. We have an extenuating circumstance that has come up with this house. I have a call place with Airbnb. I have a house that might work as a possible relocation options. Happy to give steep discount. Happy to send that over too. Very sorry about this. Just got the word from the homeowner. Yeah, he don't even own the home. Doesn't How's own the home. <laughs> so then airbnb was like oh um you know for the inconvenience you know and they're like support or whatever we will give you a hundred and forty four dollar which is such a weird number a hundred and forty four dollar credit so i'm like oh okay you know so i text dr dan and i'm like hey can you start looking because uh i must point out dr dan did pick this house too by the way just like the one in new orleans that he bailed on us for (laughs) with the whole foods (laughs) Dr. Dan, 0 for 2 on the Airbnbs. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm Wait, driving. Who, pick, who picked out the New York house? I did. Oh, okay. I did. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, hey, dude, I'm driving. I'm not going to be back for fucking two hours. Like, can you start at least seeing what's available? And I'm fucking responding to this Jimmy guy in the Airbnb app. And I'm like, hey, man, like, let me know. Like, we have fucking nowhere to go. So he's like, yeah, yeah, working on it. And then, you know, I drive an hour and I'm like, hey, just checking on an update. Oh, yeah, 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 working on it. So, like, I get back around, like, 5 o'clock or something and I'm like, I have to get these fucking tickets in order for the collective. Because the thing that sucks is it's a different seating. It's like a different seating setup than it was going to be in Tampa, right? Right, right. And we had sold tickets for Tampa and people wanted to carry them over. But you got to do the group tickets and all this other stuff. And you once your event is published in Eventbrite, you can't go back and then like reassign tickets. You know, so like say, for example, Paul Greer bought three front row tickets. Like I couldn't go and then say like these are this is a group of three. You know what I mean? This is a seating cluster of three. So. I'm trying to figure this out and I'm like, I just have to create a whole new event, you know? And then I had to like, <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of like, it sounds crazy, but there's a lot of math involved in this <laughs> because you can only have so many seats per row. Plus the collective has carryovers who brought, who bought packages for Tampa plus AIW has carryovers. And it's just like, Okay, how many seats do we have available for the front row? And it's just like, oh, uh, okay, we only have like we can only sell twelve front row seats like that. Okay, like that sucks, you know. Like it doesn't suck. I mean, they already bought them, but you know what I mean. Like when you're trying to like figure it out, and it's just like you got to hit this, you got to hit this number, and it's like impossible to hit this number based on what's sold. And I was just like, fuck it. And then, um. Like I said, you can't reassign the tickets, so I have to go and I have to hand type every single person that was keeping their ticket from Tampa, and like you have to go into Eventbrite oh, and like hand type it out and hand type their email, and like it just took it was taking me forever. 
Yeah. And uh, I was just like, fuck. Like, you know, you're trying to, like, now I'm trying to catch up in this collective promoter chat. And I'm like, how many tickets can we have? How many rows can we have? Like, what, like, because uh, I, I, I thought, like, like I said, I thought we were going to do the packages. We were going to get through this weekend. And then I was going to be able to sit down and be like, okay, you know, sometime the following week, like, get it all together, get it all organized, and roll out the tickets. That was not the case. So I was like, fuck, I have to get this ready because I'm not going to be anywhere near a computer for days, you know, because I have to go to Indianapolis. Like, I have to get this ready or else we're never going to get tickets on sale. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was doing all that, and uh, the Airbnb thing is just like, you know, fucking drive me nuts the the duke is like trying to convince me to to rent a mansion which was like $2000 a night Comes and I was with like, a chef. like yeah it came with a personal chef I was like why like why like why would you spend this he's like well you know this you're you know you're going out of town this is how you got to do it and I was like no, we're, no this is not. like a business this is like a business trip and he's like, no, you know, I think this is how we got to do it. We got to get the personal chef. And I was like, no, we don't. And like, it's like this gigantic house and it had five bets. He's like, yeah, but it looks sweet. It would look sweet. And I was like, Dude, I don't care how it looks. Uh, so personal chef to cook you guys chicken wings and chicken fingers. Right. So like long story short, Jimmy never comes through with the Airbnb and, um, there's no Airbnbs available that are going to, because this place like had 16 beds that we were renting. Yeah. There's no place that comes anywhere close to that. And, um, you know, we're thinking about booking one, but it's like an equal amount of money we were going to spend with like seven beds. And it's just like, uh, I don't know. So I just went on Priceline and I just like booked like, nine rooms nine double bedrooms and i said we'll fucking just figure it out later you know it's i mean it sucked it was more expensive than what the airbnb would have cost but i was just so sick of trying to figure it out and i was just like we can't all just descend on indianapolis and have nowhere to go yeah absolutely my um my friday was much more entertaining and fun than that as uh you know we returned to a live stream and having a show, it means uh, the return of getting to make cold opens. And I spent my Friday with uh, Philly and Marino hanging out, filming filming the, the cold open for uh, I Assure You We're Open and dressing these guys up as much as we could, like Jay and Silent Bob. And uh, man, that was a good time. But then I had to, I had to piece that whole thing together and like, well... <laughs> gonna have to do it now that's that takes time but uh, those two couldn't couldn't get together until that day uh although i will say we we had the plan to do it a week before and marino did not set his alarm to wake oh, up in geez. time yeah so we, we were <laughs> i was going to be working on this thing all week i thought this is gonna be great marino doesn't set his alarm and then we get into the week and we have work schedules and things that work around, and we can't do it until Friday. And we're like, yeah, this is gonna. I mean, it was like it was night, you know, like what's that expression? Getting like thrown into the the frying pan or whatever, thrown into the fire, like thrown into the fire. <laughs> it was just like 
I mean, it was just like zero to a thousand in like a matter of minutes on Friday. And like, there was no turning back after that. Like, as soon as I woke up on Friday, it was just like eight fucking thousand things to do. I haven't felt like that in six or seven months. Well, the good news is um, everybody ultimately gets to Indianapolis safely. We don't. Oh, uh, well, I, you know, my whole thing is like, I. Just getting there is like a fucking story for me because I fly Fonzie into Cleveland because it was much cheaper, and he's like, "Oh yeah, 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 fly me wherever, Daddy. I'm I'm in for whatever, Daddy. You know, you know, whatever. Say I'm company man, Daddy. You know, Cleveland, Cleveland, whatever. You're okay, Daddy. Yeah, badass, Daddy. And uh, so I fly Fonzie in, and uh, Justice and the Bev are gonna ride with with me that's my car is justice the bev and fonzie (laughs) and uh you know fonzie is just a million miles a minute and he is a million miles a minute for five straight hours like there's like i don't know where this man finds the energy yeah you know but that's like we we take our time and we get there uh you know mid-afternoon saturday um Luckily, you know, Priceline, old reliable Priceline comes through with a, a nice 3.5 star hotel at the Wyndham by the airport. And, um, you know, we arrive and then as soon as we get there, other people are there. Dr. Dan is there. Tom Lawler and the Duke arrive because the Duke, of course, he couldn't drive. He had to fly in. So fly, the Duke's, yeah. plane, Duke's plane lands. Um, you know, so uh, people started arriving uh, shortly thereafter on Saturday. Fonzie, yeah. The only time Fonzie, here's what I think Fonzie does. Because if you remember the very first time Fonzie came in, we're hanging out all night. He wanted to hang out all night. And we go to my friends. And Fonzie got a little tired that evening. And I think that from that that first night when he realized, oh man, daddy, this is going to go until three or four in the morning, I think that he sleeps. <laughs> All day before he comes to Cleveland, so that he is ready to go the entire time know, because man. now he doesn't stop. I don't know because we'll get to that, and there's not a lot of Fonzie sleeping going on, but like, uh, he's just I mean, I don't know where the guy finds the energy, he's just like ready to go, and you know, he's telling great stories, um, the, the whole trip, which is which is awesome. But, uh, here is where the AIW crew makes a rookie mistake, and that is. Let's go get some food in Indianapolis. Yeah. Because it quickly turns into the after party the day before the show, very quickly. And this is a this is a rough decision, I think, for everybody um by the by Sunday morning because we haven't a lot of us haven't seen each other in a long time. And um, you know, so it's like it starts off like, you know, just me, Duke, Tom Lawler, Dr. Dan justice and fonzie and the bev and then you know then some students start showing up and then mander shows up and like we go to this place to get food and then like here comes like hey like you know hey i'm in indianapolis where are you at she's like i'm at this place so then you know here starts coming everybody and everybody you know what i mean and then before we know it this entire bar is aiw people and everybody's you know happy to be around each other again the drinks are certainly flowing, and uh, they are flowing quick, quickly. And um, I don't know. It just 
all of a sudden, thankfully, last call is midnight in Indianapolis, you know? So, right. Um, I think that's the only saving grace we have, but or else we would have been out all night because everyone was just having <laughs> such a good time being around each other. And it's it's funny because uh, from talking to everybody and 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 seeing pictures and things, like it, it, because we're still in this state of what we are, uh, everything's like six people to a table or whatever. oh it was, that was that was what was awkward. It's just like okay, like. Uh, but, there's the guys over there, and then it's like you know, and then it's like okay, here's the table with like Eric Stevens and Tom Lawler, you know what I mean? And it's it just be- like it becomes like a wedding, how you're seated at all the different things, and yeah. you just get up and switch and seats like to somebody at another pl- table. This whole place coaches like every table was AW people all the way all the way down because I mean you can't stand, you're not allowed to stand in a bar, you're not allowed to mingle in a bar, you know what I mean? You have to be at a table, so it was just like it was awkward. But so there's like lots of the like yelling back and forth, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it was good to be around. It was good to be around each other, and um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Everyone is just like fired up. You know, we're we're yelling and we're screaming. We're having a good time. I go to sleep. I wake up to my phone ringing, and I am the sun is out, and I am still obviously drunk when I open my eyes. <laughs> And it's Swaggle, and he's like, hey, uh, 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 he said something, but uh, I can get in at 1130. And I was like, yeah, just get on it. And then, like, I look at my text, and there's, like, a ton of text. Like, I know this. you thought this was going to be an issue, and it is. My flight's delayed, blah, 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 blah. Because he couldn't come in the night before because he had an ACW Wisconsin show. And I, yeah. that's why I wasn't going to book him on it because I was like, dude, if you get one delay, like, there's no way you're going to make it. So... I see that, and then I see uh, one from Fonzie. It's like 7:45 a.m. and it's just like, <laughs> "Hey, <laughs> hey, Daddy, really looking forward to really looking forward to the staff meeting at 8. <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, what? Uh, and I'm like trying to recall whatever he's talking about, and uh, I was like, "I better put some clothes on." It's like 7:55 now, and uh, I go down there and. All the students are there. Like everybody's in the lobby. Fonzie's down there. I guess. I guess. Uh, you know, in the uh, whatever was going on in the night, we I, I called the eight a.m. staff meeting to get ready for the day. So I, I found out about this. I didn't come in. I didn't get in until late because I was working on video packages. A couple of which end up not airing, but they'll be on the DVD and 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 stuff because we're pressed for time. We're worried about rain. But anyway. So I go to stay at the Fairfield in downtown and a first of all they don't have my they don't have a room for me which I called and told them and I would be checking in late they're like well we we are going to be sold out so you may end up getting like an upgrade as long as you're cool with it I'm like yeah obviously but they don't end up having any rooms so they're going to switch me to the Marriott next door and I'm like all right well this sucks but at least I've got a place I see thrift store jobber <laughs> outside and he's the one who tells me i've got an 8 a.m meeting the next day he's like hey you gotta be uh at the other hotel at 8 a.m tomorrow man i can't believe you got in this late i'm like what the hell is this and then i see uh ktb outside because he can't get into uh his room for whoever he's staying with and and i'm like dude uh they're giving me you know a, a bigger room over here and and i i think he was outside 
with like Tony Depp in. Uh, and and <laughs> they're both like, no, no, go ahead. We'll get into our room eventually. You got to get up really early. You, you got this meeting tomorrow. Like, I don't know how they this? knew because they weren't there. Somebody told them. I'm like, why the fuck does everybody know about this meeting <laughs> that I have to be at at eight in the morning? So like, I don't rec- I, I don't recall how the meeting came up, but the meeting turns out to be very effective. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I did see eventually Doctor Dan telling the students that he wanted them to gather, but I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I don't need to go to this eight a.m. meeting. That's <laughs> Brother, uh, like that's how to I was run the feeling, door and everything. I was feeling rough. I was feeling rough at eight a.m. And then, like, you know, Dan, you know, Dan and I had come up with like task assignments and stuff earlier in the week, and he's just going over that, and we're going over things. He's like, "You done anything to add?" And I was like, "No, dude." Like, I think, <laughs> I think we got to puke. Like, I was, like let's, I was like, "Let's go, let's go get them, guys." Woo, and. uh <laughs> I ended up going to breakfast with Duke at the hotel restaurant and like, I just couldn't even eat. Like, I was just like, dude, this is like, this is, I'm feeling rough. Like it was like that, like you haven't drank in a while rough to where like, even when you're starting to eat, cause you know, you have to eat. It just like, it's not going, it's not going well. You know what I mean? It's not going well. <laughs> it's like the first time you haven't drank in a while, but you don't just have a couple drinks. You have multiple. Yeah. Drinks. It was just like, well, and, you know, like when you get around everybody, they, it just, they, it, they just go down and you're not even like, it's like second nature. Like you're yeah. not even paying attention. It's, and it's not like we're like ripping shots or anything, you know, no, it's just no. like, you're just the drinks flow, you know, like very, very easily. And then and, it's very uh, quickly. Somebody arrives and you're talking to them and they're like, Oh, I'm going to go to the bar, grab a drink. You want to drink? Want yeah. Anything? yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It just turns into like, man, I was feeling rough. And then like, <laughs> it's like, you know, we get done with this meeting about eight thirty, and like, I'm like, I haven't even showered. I feel like shit, you know, like I eat and like, uh, Brett Lauderdale's like, Hey, I'm on my way to the venue. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah, there's just going to be some people there for you, man. Like I'll, I'll, I'm getting myself together. And, uh, dude, like, I don't, I don't even wind up like getting together until like nine thirty or something, nine forty five, And I, I say, I, the Duke didn't have a car, so the Duke hops in with me, and we find this place. And, uh, you know, then I started kind of, like, snapping out of it a little bit. I think I got a coffee in me or something, and uh, I was like, okay, you know, it's game time. That place is a uh, – it was like a four- or five-minute walk from the hotel where I was staying. But that park is so big. It's massive. I had no idea – where that section was i think i walked around the park for like i got there in four or five minutes but then i walked around for like 15 minutes or something trying to find it and i'm like where the hell the only my saving grace was you sent us the picture of where to set up merch by a hot dog stand yeah and and i happened to see a hot dog stand which wasn't the hot dog stand as a show but I saw it, and I'm like, ah, maybe that's the one. And it kind of then led me to where everything else was. Always follow the hot dogs if you want to like, find the wrestling show, dude. <laughs> exactly. I was like, thank God for hot dog stands. But uh, this, I mean, who who uh, supplied the ring? Do we know still? His name's Merle. That's all I know. His name that's is Merle. That's all we know. Does he run a promotion there? No, or I think nearby? he just. I think he just rents his ring out to like everybody in the Midwest. Like from what I understand, like very few companies have their own ring. Like 
you know, in throughout the Indiana, Illinois area. He this guy just rents his ring to everybody. He, I think maybe he has a couple of them, and that's okay. You know, I, I, I he has like some website like rent my ring dot com or something. I don't know, but like he rents his ring to everybody, and uh, so yeah, that was nice that we didn't have to we didn't have to bring the ring. Shout out to Merle, and uh, yeah, that's all we, I know is Merle. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I got there, and it's just like the the COVID era promoting just brings so many more weird problems. You know what I mean? It's the, like are okay, we talk about the seating here. <laughs> yes. So it's like okay, here's here's what we sold. So we need it set up like this, and then. You know, here's the list. And then it's just like, well, we have to spread these out more. You know, this isn't like a traditional show. We have to we, we have to utilize this whole grassy space. And then it's just like, okay, here's the list. Like, let's assign the seats, you know? And then, like, yeah. I don't know. Somebody fucks up somewhere, and they're like, well, we don't have names for this one and this one. I'm like, what? <laughs> then I'm like, okay, then get rid of those. But then... Dom was like, no, we set it up according to what was sold, what you sent. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's just so, like, I don't know. And, and it's like, like I said, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, like, and nobody's ever done this before. So I do think it was good to have a, this show as a trial run to kind of yeah see how you do it because it it does bring like a lot of more like a lot more wrinkles to just the okay let's get this chair set up and open the doors you know what i mean like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot more that goes into it which you know you really have to think and like cover all your bases like okay this these seats look a little too close we have to we have to move the, these down and you know it's just like to, to give people an idea, a typical show that we would run at the Odeon, we do, it's like, what, 60-something front row seats. 65, and I think. So we go, we set up the guardrails, and we basically set up according, like, all right, let's throw out 65 chairs in the front row. Here we go. And then they rent 200, 250 chairs, and we say, you know, the very first show we did at the Odeon, we know that. 30 chairs total can fit on the stage. We set those up and then everything else, it just kind of falls Where, behind wherever there. You can, yeah, wherever How you can can it go? It. Yeah. Very different than uh, setting something up like this where you're, you, you're, yeah, you're going by groups. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, like, and it's like, you're trying to like comprehend the basic math. And I know it sounds so stupid, but like when you're like looking at it and then you're like looking at the sheet of paper of what you've sold and it's just like something just wasn't clicking for like anybody, you know, we were just like, what are we doing wrong? Like, why isn't this adding up? Yeah. And then, you know, I just, I kept having different students go through and like double and triple check. And then I assigned one student. And I was like, you're just going to stay in this area and here's the list of everybody that bought tickets. And if somebody has a problem and they look like they cannot figure out where they're supposed to go, you need to go talk to them because something isn't right here. And we have to move on to, you know, we have to move on to get this show. Yeah. The doors open. <laughs> so I was like, this is your job for the day. man. And, um, you know, from what I understand, there were, there were no issues with that. But it's just like another weird thing is the locker room is like a mile away dude <laughs> it's like a mile away from the ring like it's far 
It is and, far. You know, that's a whole different wrinkle, you know, uh, just trying to, you know, now it's like you have to tell people it's like almost like a base, like baseball, like the next match had to come to like an on deck circle, almost like close to the show space, because yeah. if, you know, we're running against we're running against the, the clock, pretty much we have to be done by a certain time. And so it's like everyone's got to be there and everyone's got to be ready. And, you know, so this is where the fucking AIW headset investment of last year just really pays off. Honestly, like the headsets were like the headsets were like the saving grace of this entire show because you'd be able to communicate with somebody in the locker room like you, the refs. Like, so it was just like and, you know, shout out to like Jake and Xavier and Tom and everybody was just making sure like if you were the ref that wasn't in the ring. You were getting, you know, you were getting the next guys ready to go. And, like, it, it really worked out. And, you know, I think that's just a credit to the AW well-oiled machine because, you know, even though it's been a while, everyone knew, like, okay, like, we have to get these tasks accomplished and we have to be efficient. Yeah, this is, uh, this is more behind the scenes of the responsibility that we have with the things. Like, we don't just have headsets for show. There is... There's a lot going on uh, at any given time with these headsets, and you, you got a piece in your ear, and and uh, we're communicating everything, communicating things uh, to what's going on in the match with within that, communicating things like you said in the back locker room. All of that is happening constantly. It's like a police scanner, dude. It's just it like really is so yeah. much stuff going on, and you know, it was. Uh, I will say, you know. We also, before we, you know, I'm going to jump around, like we were trying to figure out how can we expedite the the, the ticketing process, you know, because we can't just have somebody like passing wrist, wristbands out. So like, yeah, on like Thursday night, I went through all the ticket orders. I came, you know, all the different color wristbands. I enveloped them all, you know, like, so it'd be like Steve Guy, two, and like there'd be two wristbands in there. And, I, you know, we separated them and. Um, you know, we had, we had so many people actually working the door. I think we had like six people working the door. It was like, uh, two temperature takers, two, uh, ticket scanners, two people that would, you know, find your envelope and slide it to you on a table. Like it, it was, uh, and from what I understand, it went, it went pretty smoothly, uh, for the most part. And it was just like, you know, shout out to the AIW students, honestly, like they came out in full force uh on sunday in indianapolis and you know uh, they all were willing to jump in and help um we had you know a lot of the the new like the new girl students they were out there taking temperatures and um you know dustin alberti was you know kind of like he was kind of like he took on the pedro role of like running the front of the house and you know kind of supervising that whole thing and making sure that went smoothly and, you know, running the door, which, uh, you know, helped a lot. Everybody really, you know, I can't say enough about the crew. Everybody really jumped in and was helping, uh, you know, another, we have to have a sanitation crew, like all these yeah. different things. You Shout know, out like, to coach Jim leading that team. Yeah. Jim was, was, uh, he was a star honestly of, of Sunday, you know, he, and this is uh, like, this is what's great about, you know, like obviously, 
you like having the youth of all these young guys around, but they aren't the most responsible. You know, Jim, you know, he gets a van, he gets people there, he gets he gets a room. He's like, you know, he takes, you know, this responsibility on. And, uh, you know, they they had the ring sanitation down to like 40 seconds, you know, like so, they were just like in yeah, and that, out. That was the thing that we came up with. You know, the first we do the. Uh, the warm up, the dark match, which and then, I, I will say, people are like, ah, oh, you know, people think we like throw a dark match out there just to like, oh, you know, like just throw a extra match out there. No, like the dark match was out there for a purpose. It was like, okay, let's make sure the headsets are working. Let's now like get this sanitation crew like a, like a practice run. Like there was a purpose yeah. for that dark match. So we have them, and I see how long it takes. And then I think even the first match, it took a little bit longer, but. What we quickly um, realize is, is where we're sitting. So because of how everybody has to be distant, it's not like, you know, all times where the Odeon, these guys yeah, can be right here. Bam, they're not ringside. They have to kind of. Yeah. So like we, we kind of get on them like, hey, you got to start creeping up a little. Exactly. When the match is over. Because, you know, the other thing is, too, they don't they don't want to appear on camera and take anybody's time. So like we're we are very like vigilantly kind of watching there's three camera people uh hard cam and then two camera uh roving cameras so we're very like vigilantly watching them and like all right you guys if you kind of can sneak back over here and i tell him i think i tell coach jim too so he can give everybody else a signal like as soon as you see that camera person move to the person getting out of the ring that's what they're focused on man they're not going to see the ring anymore so just get in there and wipe it down as people are basically still exiting because Viewers at home aren't watching the ring being sanitized at that point. They're watching, you know, uh, whoever leave leave the ring. And I know? think you know. And I think this is like uh, you know, not trying to put us over anymore. But like, I really think this is what is great about the entire AIW crew is. It's not just like okay, here's the plan. Oh, the fucking plan sucks. Now what do we do? Like everybody is able to audible and like go with the flow so it's just like and it's like a high it's like a high pressure environment but like people you know people make changes and switch and continue to kind of you know improve and and make it go because we're live you know like we can't stop and wait for you guys to clean the ring for two minutes or something like it's like we have to make these changes on the fly and get it going and um you know, I, I think that worked out really well. You know, like I said, props to Jim and all the other kids that that were on that crew. Um, you know, helping and uh, you know, it, it was it was weird. It was almost like we had like little supervisors throughout the throughout the building. You know, yeah. like you know, it's just like okay, you're running this, you're running this, you're running this, you're running that, and then it's just like it it all kind of came together as like one whole you know unit. The other thing that helped in terms of uh, shortening that time frame with sanitizing you know we're in this outdoor space and it's not like a wrestle rager space where you pack in a bunch of people and the energy is is right on top of you the entire time because of social distancing because of the fact that there is just open space behind us because there's a river there and we're in this massive park all the energy from the fans just kind of goes it just kind of goes up right and it's it doesn't stay trapped as well and sometimes they lose like, their energy uh, it's, a little it's, bit it's like what vince mcmahon tells Shawn michaels in that the true story of wrestlemania documentary from wrestlemania yeah. 9 <laughs> and it's it, all gonna go out 
And so knowing, you know, knowing this and, and realizing too that, you know, not part of my thinking like, all right, if we have them creep and we get they get on top of this, now not only are we shortening it for the people watching at home and we're making sure because we got to have people coming down this massive hill so the entrances are immediately going to be longer anyway. But on top of that, the crowd can keep their energy as much as possible because we're shortening that time frame between them. And if that energy gets completely lost it's it's tough to have that energy completely lost in in the environment that we are in i think yeah i will i will say that is you know that was the strangest thing about you know kind of the covid era social distancing outdoor it is really hard to get an energy level up in that situation because it, everyone is so spread out the noise is going up so it is hard to really generate or create an atmosphere yeah. And I would say that was like, but you know, we're in different times. So that's the way it has to be. But that's like the only, I think really downfall of doing it that way is, you know, it's like, it, it, I think it kind of messes with the wrestler psyche because it's like, you don't have that vibe and you don't feel the crowd and you don't feel that energy. And, you know, people were a little, you know what I mean? Like still getting, you know, their feet underneath them being back at a live wrestling show, you know? So like, there's a lot of that. It's it's a thing that um, you know to to draw a comparison to comedy. I tell people like young people starting out all the time too. If you're in different places that are very cavernous almost, and you lose all the air, just goes up. And in these places that aren't conducive to comedy, because people aren't right on top of you. And I and I would kind of encourage wrestlers to do the same because there's always moments where you're down right and and you're going to take a second while you're selling you in this situation you have to look at the crowd yeah like you have in, in comedy, you got to try to be able to hear the laughter but you're going to see their faces and yeah you got to try to invoke thing. like you got to try to invoke something in this situation because it's tough it and it's really hard in like wrestling crowds or li- just live entertainment crowds in general feed off each other so it's yeah. like they're you know there's none of that energy for them to feed off of either so it's it that's like the the really weird thing about it um but yeah i mean it was all in all i think we did it the best that we could do it the safest way we could do it you know like there were no real instances you know i know some people were like oh those guys with no masks on in the you know second row on the hard cam those guys were drinking and they came together you know what i mean and they were you know, we, we talked to him. We're like, hey, you know, like, can you pull your mask up when you're not drinking? But those guys always had beers in their hands. So it's like, what do you do? You know what I yeah. mean? They're, it's like, you know, it's one of those things. But we, uh, we were on it. Even, even Tom Lawler got in on it because old Brian Cock, from Wakeman was Cock fucking. Cutter showed up. Yeah. He had no mask on. And, and Tom uh, Lawler was, I heard wrestling cheers. Uh, they were talking about it. Yeah, they, they said it week. looked like Tom Lawler was going to go kill somebody at one point. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. He, he was going to tell, tell Ryan, Ryan from Wakeman, "You got to put your mask back up, man." Like, yeah, you know that was. You know, and everyone was pretty cool about the whole mask thing. Even those guys that were, you know, they were drinking the beers. Like, yeah, we get it. You know, like they pulled their mask up because, uh, and it's like they were abiding by the rules. You know, they just took it down to drink, and it just so happened that they took a drink and they turned around for an entrance, and they'd be right on the hard game. And like people on Twitter would be like, "Oh, see, no masks," and it's just like, no, like these guys are fucking drinking beers. They probably had twenty beers that day, you know, yeah. and like they were they were going they were going pretty hard. And uh, you know, it's not like they didn't have a mask on at all. They would pull it up when they were when they're done with their beer, and they. 
that was really the that was really the only thing you know everyone was super cool about the max though and like abiding by the rules and um everyone kept their distances from each other which was you know which was good you know it it's one thing to be like hey we're doing these protocols we're putting these protocols in place but you expect like somebody to be like nah you know fuck that i'm not doing that like yeah you know, there are people that were even like, hey, I have a medical condition, but I'm still going to wear the mask because I want wrestling to happen. And I was just like, oh, you know, that, you know, they are totally exempt from doing it, but they wanted to, you know, do what they had to do to be back at wrestling, which I thought was was very cool. The wrestling fans were all very cool about it. They were. Um, you know, we we run into a little bit of a situation with rain oh brother oh brother like that was like you know i'm sure when we do the full recap of this we'll get into that but all week for a month i'm i'm checking and it's just like 20 percent, 10 percent, zero percent like it's always changing as we're getting closer you know and then like a couple days before the show it's at zero and then it goes back up to 20 then it goes to 10 the morning of the sh- I looked the night before. It's at 10, 20 at night. Morning of the show, same thing. And then and clear radar, by the way. Right. <laughs> and then I've like swoggle is down to watch the Karate Man match. Yeah. I, like, I felt the drizzle, and I said, "No, you better not. Like this better not be happening. There's no way this is happening." And then I felt one, and then I pull my phone out and I look, and it says sixty percent chance from from 1 to 3 p.m. literally the hours that are left for the show and i was like are you kidding me like what kind of sick joke is this and i am just losing my mind and like swoggle's like (laughs) swoggle's supposed to be after intermission he's like let's skip intermission and i was like okay let's skip intermission but But smart video they have to protect their cameras. I didn't think about that. So we have to call an intermission. So, you know, and shout out to Robles, always prepared. It has yeah. plastic ready to go. They have to kind of get the cameras prepared. We literally had no idea what we were going to do if it was going to be a torrential downpour, though. We were no. just kind of like flying by the seat of our pants, like, okay, let's get th- as soon as the cameras are ready, we're going and we're seeing how far we can get. Because we didn't know. And like then people like Wadsworth pulls up the fucking Doppler radar and it just looks like hell is coming. Like it's just like a big green blob of fucking chaos. <laughs> and I my anxiety is like through the roof. And I'm like I'm on the headset. I'm like, as soon as this camera's ready, we are going. You have to be ready. You have to be ready. Like I'm telling everybody, Tom Dunn, where are you? Steve Guy, where are you? We have to go as soon as this is ready. And um it took about 10 or 15 minutes to get the cameras together. And like, as soon as they were ready, I was just we like, went. get in the fucking ring. Let's go. Yeah. And, um, it, it sucks for that segment. Kind of, you know, they still got the point across, but that was supposed to go longer. And like, I wasn't even calling times at that. I was just like, you know, Nate Webb is doing his thing. They're doing all this shit. And it was supposed to have like 15 minutes total. I don't know how long it goes. Like as soon as it, it, as that soon as Nate still went long, as soon as Nate Webb's in the ring, I was just like, "You got five minutes." Like, let's call it five minutes. And like, they're like, "What? Five minutes?" And I was just like, "Just fucking, we have to go because like, this was a fun segment, but 
all the like the kind of meat of the show was set to come like there's still to come you know what i mean you still have yeah. the pme tag title thing you still have the main event kind of fucking chaos so i was like unfortunately i was like we have to go like if that was a normal aw show that would have got maybe a little bit more time maybe not and then i'm just like then like eric stevens and lee are next and I was like, you guys got to shave time they did not shave any time <laughs> But it starts clearing up. So I was like, shave time, shave time. And I was like, well, the sun's peeking out. And like, I'm getting word to the locker room. I'm like, PME into infinity beyond. You guys got to shave time, shave time. And then I was like, well, maybe not. The sun's peeking out. So like, it never really rains, but like, we get a drizzle during intermission. We get a drizzle a little bit during that, during the four way before intermission. And then the, the swoggle Levi segment, it's yeah. drizzling. But then it quickly kind of clears up. Well, it doesn't. It's still cloudy, but like it's it stops cloudy, raining. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you know, we're able to we're able to power through. Um, shout you know. shout out to Swaggle though, because <laughs> again, talking about people micromanaging and tar- trying to take charge. So all of their fun stuff happens. They finally get to the match, and he keeps looking back at us. You and I are trying to figure out how much time they maybe have, and he's like pointing to his hand he's like like you know watch like time time and he's asking you and i are like i don't know and you're like do you think five minutes i'm like they probably only have five minutes left it's supposed to be 12 to 15 a nate web entrance is at least five minutes so yeah yeah let's say that and i just hold up the five to him and he goes okay <laughs> swaggle in and out weird mood he got his envelope ubered ubered back to the hotel and then never heard from him again he was a sleepy little guy he yeah, told me he to, did AC, ACW Wisconsin the night before. Yeah, he told me to text him and, and keep him up to date. Well, where we were, I'm like, you're not coming, but uh, I called him. Sure, I texted him. I said, you think I fucking brought you in for your skill set, bro? I brought you in to hang out. You know, like you just take my money and run. I said, you're <laughs> off the collective now. You fucking took my money and ran. <laughs> I said, you're out. You're done. Uh, I before we wind this down with talking about the collective. uh you were not present for the one moment. One of my favorite moments of the weekend was Eric Stevens uh, basically being drunk and cutting a promo on Ryan from Wakeman. Oh, God. <laughs> we're standing around watching the GCW show, and Ryan's trying to talk to someone, and I'm I'm by Eric, and Eric's just like, oh, this guy again? Seriously? And he just starts going up. Nobody wants to cut their cock off, bro. So he's like, fucking cock cutter. Fucking get out of here. It's just going up. The cock cutter guy? So, I don't know. We Whatever. Like, uh, I, I'll get to this cock cutter thing. Like, we get yeah. through the show. Like, props. We thought we went off the air before the Jake Clemens thing. We didn't know that they were going to stay live for that. If we go off the air, that show is like two hours and four. 40 minutes or something 245 like we were flying dude like the first half was done in like 49 minutes and i was just like dude this is like the most efficiently run aw show ever like people are (laughs) fucking hitting their times we're going like it didn't feel long obviously like the intermission kind of uh stretched it a little bit but uh we were you know we were hitting our times really really well and then uh you know, we do the thing for Jake. Obviously, we're done. I, I think I looked on fight. It's like 254 or something. After the show, Ryan from Wakeman, the cock cutter guy, is like following me around, trying to talk to me. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to talk to you right now. 
And he's like, hey, I was, I was like, what kind of drugs are you on? Because I always assume he's on drugs. He's like, I'm not on drugs, bro. I, I showed up late because uh, the liquor stores in Indiana don't open till 12 on Sundays. And I needed to get some, I needed to get some Jaeger. And I was like, what? <laughs> he pulled out like a plastic water bottle from his pocket, been in his pocket all day, room temp. And it's just a water bottle, like a squirt water bottle, you know, like a sports like fucking water bottle that has like the little, you know, you could squeeze it. Oh, yeah. It's just like full of fucking disgusting Jaeger. Like he was just squirting Jaeger into his mouth all day. Like no chaser, no nothing. Just like he's like, hey, man, you want some? And then he hit himself with like a little squirt of Jaeger. And I was just like, dude, that makes me feel sick you know like that makes me feel awful i was already feeling a little peaked because of the fucking night before and i was like this is the most disgusting thing i've ever seen in my life is this guy drinking room temperature jaeger uh just in a hot summer day in the park yeah yeah it's pretty gross and uh ryan from wakeman likes uh likes his jaeger but uh you know again we'll we'll cover the whole show and things in more details down the road but want to give you guys a little bit of a peek of everything we went through uh but shout out to not just ryan from wakeman obviously but all of the aiw fans uh, who we typically even see in cleveland who made this this trip i mean it was uh, it was really cool it was awesome it was cool to see like a lot of our homegrown fans you know and it's just like the show, like even the shows, like it was like almost like two completely different crowds, you know, like even when GCW yeah. like switches over, it's just like two completely different crowds. And I thought that was cool that like our home, a lot of our home base, obviously not all of our home base, but like a lot of our home base came out to support and made the trip. Um, you know, that, that, I, that made everybody feel good, uh, in the back, you know, to see the familiar fans and it made everyone kind of, you know, especially these guys that have not been wrestling that much. It made them really feel positive that, like, you know, people do want to come support them and AIW. And it made it, it really, like, honestly, like, I can't say this enough. The fans that made the trip raised the morale, like, so oh, much yeah. among everybody in the back. That's all everybody was talking about was, I can't, you know, I can't believe Stacy's here. I can't believe Pam's here. I can't believe, you know, uh, Ronald Two Legs is here. Thrift Store Jabber, all these different people. They're, yeah, you know, Leonard Justin Bibbs Summers, is, Bibbs. Bibbs is here. Yeah. And, Razor and, Sharp, Marissa Marie, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Michelle like, and Jose, they're taking their pictures. Still. Yeah, everyone's and, just like, and everyone's Russell. just like, yeah, everyone's like, this just feels so good. Caden's here. Like, all these Kaden, people are yeah. here. Justin don't like so many, like we could sit here and we could name off all fucking 200 people almost. You know what I mean? Like, they, yeah, like the majority of the people were AIW regular fans and like, uh, you know, it's no bullshit. That's all the guys in the back were talking about was like how good that that made them all feel that you guys made the trip. So, you know, I just wanted everybody to understand that, like, you know, you guys aren't just like a ticket sale or whatever, you know, coming to see the show. Like it really just uh, made such like a positive impact on all the wrestlers and all the performers, you know, and, and I think it should, you know, I think it motivated them to kind of go above and beyond because, you know, it is hard to get into it when, you know, you're going out there and there's a low energy level and all this other stuff, but it really kind of helped everybody power through the day. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that did make the trip. And, uh, you know, also thank you to the people that ordered it on fight because, yeah, you know, that is just as important when the guys, you know, open up their Twitter and they're getting all these notifications and things like that from, you know, 
uh, everyone knows like who the regulars are and who's always watching. And, you know, it's just like, it's, it's one of those things that really helps uh, everyone kind of power through and like, you know, want to go out there and deliver and not just kind of go out there and be like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm going to wrestle today. Like it was, it was such a different, you know, just a, a, a mindset and mentality than I expected. Shout out uh, to Ronald Two Legs as well for stagging those AIW stickers for me so we can make the the mic flags, as they're called, uh, come to life. Add a little bit more of the branding to the production, which was, was nice. But uh, let's, uh, let's look forward into The Collective happening October 9th, John Thorne. And uh, we will be in Indianapolis. We will be... This is an indoor venue, but for those, again, worried about it, uh, capacity is about 500, and this is a venue that typically seats over 3,000. So this is a very. It's going to be very spread. Thing. It's going to be very spread out. I mean, there's, you know, Nate Webb and others have gone there and and looked at it and you know kind of figured it out and wa- did a walkthrough and, um, it's going to be it's going to be very spread out. There's going to be just as much social social distancing there than there was in the park. Um, it's kind of big enough for all that. And, um, you know, we wouldn't be doing it if we couldn't, if, if we couldn't do the proper social distancing, I think everyone, all the promotions involved agreed on that. Um, and, uh, it's, it's something that can be done. It can be done safely. So, you know, we are hoping, you know, knock on wood, like we get that same kind of local support again to come out, um, on October 9th. You know, it, it is a Friday, obviously, but hey, you cut out of work. You cut out of work about uh, noon, two o'clock. You can still make it in plenty of time uh, for the AIW show Friday night. Uh, it's a holiday weekend, so well you know, for, for some, some for, for <laughs> some, you know, for some. But uh, yeah, we're ho- we're hoping you know we can get just as much support uh, like we did this past Sunday. That is, you know, the plan. That is, you know, honestly, uh, that was really a, a, a determining factor. And are we going to do this no ropes barbed wire match? You know, are the Cleveland people going to come? Are they going to care? After Justice and Bishop and everyone saw the big support from Cleveland, they're like, we're they're all wound up and they're like, we're fucking doing it. We're fucking doing it. So, uh let's come out and support it. You know what I mean? Like it's on, like let's, let's come out and support it. Um, you know, they're, they're not doing it for fucking, uh, they're not doing it for me. You know, they're doing it because they, they saw all of you there make the trip and, um, you know, they want to give it to you. So, uh, let's, let's try to pack this place, you know, to the tickets allotted. I would like to try to sell out, sell it out or come close. And, um, and, and two, two other announcements to go with that have been made uh, prior to this. He, you're going to see Danhausen versus Mordecai uh, in, I, I guess, what I would call a freak show match. It's, it's going to be very spooky. Very it's spooky. It's going to be special. Well, you know, last year at the Collective, everyone has that very spooky memory of that yeah. very spooky night. And, um, you know, in Florida, there was to be a, a, a very spooky show, which is no longer happening. So uh, I figured, you know, all these fucking spooky people, they want to see some spooky shit. So I was going over some ideas and, you know, uh, Dan Housen had reached out and uh, I don't know, you know, I just, I kept coming back to Mordecai and I was just like, <laughs> I, I, I just like the way this looks when I look at, when I look at this, these two names next to each other. 
And uh, obviously, it was a little bit of a negotiation with Mordecai. He's not very active anymore. He's a realtor. Right. But he does live in the area. He does live in the area. And he said, well, you know, it is Halloween, so it'll probably be very easy to find some some things to turn my hair white. So uh, <laughs> that was a determining factor. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's just it was just one of those things to where a, this is like the AIW match. You know what I mean? This is like something you would see on a J-Lit or something like that. It's yeah. just like, let's just fucking throw it out there. Um. And then, obviously, you know, you saw anyone that watched the show saw the challenge. The final showdown was not the final showdown. The final showdown will be a two out of three falls match between PME and two infinity and beyond. Which was not even the other announcement that I was thinking of. I forgot about that. But the other announcement that came out of this, exclusive to just AIW at the collective. The Karate Man. The Karate Man. The Karate Man is is exclusive and... uh, I don't know. I think he might have been a little upset uh, that uh, somebody was so uh, anti-Karate Man when asked if he was going to be booked on his show at the Collective. And I got a message from uh, PlayedByJulian.com and said, do you want the Karate Man exclusive at the Collective? And I said, I guess. <laughs> Sounds good to me, bro. <laughs> so there you go. We have a Which, two out of three. Who yeah. knows? I- I will say, obviously, we are going to have to probably run that one back in some capacity. There was a death, a resurrection. Uh, I don't know what the fuck those guys are going to do. They want to do it again. They want to incorporate weapons and uh, I don't know what the fuck else. So, you know, we didn't have much plan for this Karate Man versus Filthy Tom Waller. So I think we're just going to roll the dice and see what they come up with again because they did a good job this time. So you're going to get Karate Man. Uh, you're going to get a two out of three falls. PME versus Two Infinity and Beyond for the tag titles. Uh, you've got Mordecai versus Danhausen. And for the absolute championship, no ropes barbed wire. Matthew Justice with Fonzie in his corner taking on Joshua Bishop with presumably Wes Barkley in his corner. And you know that that's always chaos. Yeah. Uh, Without so- no ropes barbed wire. <laughs> So we're going to see what happens. You know, we're really trying to put our best foot forward the best that we can for this show um, on top of making it different than all the other shows you're going to see that weekend. You know, uh, I think that everyone knows for better or for worse, we we like to present the AIW experience. Um, the people that get it, love it. Some people don't get it, don't understand it. But, uh, you know, we are going out there and we are going to present a, a, a show just as always that is true to AIW and true to our, our fan base. Yeah. So uh, grab your tickets. You can get them right now. Uh, shop.airwrestling.com. You can get individual tickets just come for AIW on Friday. You can get package deals for the entire collective if you want to watch uh, some other shows that weekend as well. And fight TV packages will be down the line if you can't make the trip. It's out. They're out. Yeah, Are they out a, now? There's a okay. fight TV package out, like there a fight pay per view package. You get all the shows. That's right. Yeah, I think for all of the shows that entire weekend, it was like 140 dollars or something. I yeah, think I, that I was can't remember was, off the top of my head, but um, which is was, a, a lot of shows for that amount, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think there's four a day, right? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So twelve shows, yeah. There you go. You guys do the math. Uh, any any final thoughts here, John Thorne? 
Uh, I, I mean, it, it took, it, it's, it's funny. It was like the, the wrestling, the wrestling hangover, you know what I mean? It took me a little bit to feel like a human again. <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? It's just like, you, you're not used to, you're not used to the, you know, the show, the, the hanging out, you know, like then on top of the, you know, the two five hour drives. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just, uh, it was a lot. It was it was a lot, so it took me a couple of days to uh, to really, I don't know, get get back to normal. You know, I don't know about I don't know how you felt about that, but uh, yeah, it was like man, like all of a sudden I was like, man, it's Friday. Like the whole this whole week has been a blur. Yeah, I was. I, you know what? I I was pretty exhausted. Like when I woke up that next day on Monday on Labor Day, the hotel room, and I was like man that take that took more out of me than i expected but because we hadn't done it in so long and i think there's you know i, I think that uh the mental fatigue is a very that's what it's I mean. a the real thing yeah well, the mental the mental fatigue of all the problems and then yeah. the show and then you know like then the drive back and like Fon, like i had to get fonzie back he had a flight at six thirty out of Cleveland, and it's just like there was all sorts of rain and construction, and like it was like. Oh, I was dodging tornado warnings on my drive. I was a little bit further behind you. Like I, the whole thing was I I was so tired and worn out that I stopped during my drive, and I'm like, I just gotta like nap for like forty five minutes. And I hit think the, I hit the rest area nap. Yeah, and I and I did it for like forty five minutes, maybe an hour. Had I not done that, I I missed these tornado things completely. Instead, I was just outside Columbus as all of that stuff was hitting, and I uh, I was sheltered inside a very small secondary, like another rest area, with probably 30, 40 people because the winds picked up real fast, and everybody was like getting the warnings on their phone of hail and tornadoes and we're like oh, this is this is going to be an experience uh so that was that was another added thing yeah i guess i had to then recover from that whole mindset too yeah it was just like it was a lot you know and then like even like doing this podcast we had planned like okay we'll do it like on monday night or tuesday and you know it's just like no, yeah. like we we just missed the whole last week, you know, and we're just like, oh, we'll just start fresh because it was just, it was a lot to kind of like recover from. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's just like, you know, the, it, it, for not doing it for a long time, it took a, took a lot, I think out of all of us. But, uh, Hey, we did it and we're back and we have another show to look forward to. And then we'll, we'll take it from there again. The collective bundle, I just looked it up. The collective bundle on Fight is $139.99, and you there get you every show live. There you go. Very Unlimited nice. replays. Hey. Uh, so, once again, thank you. Thank you to the AIW students, to the entire AIW crew that helped us pull this whole thing off successfully. And thank you to all of you who did come out to Indianapolis and supported us and to all of those who watched at home on fight TV. Uh, you know, this whole machine can't run without all of you is what that comes down to. Uh, but we will, uh, we'll, 
we hopefully see show. you on October 9th. Hopefully. Yeah, we got another show to look forward to, which means more of this podcast that I guess, right, John Thorne? This could be the last about. one of 2020. We don't know, obviously. You know what I mean? There's no plans beyond it. So yeah, let's, uh, let's make it a good one if it is. So for John Thorne, my name's Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week right here on AIW's The Card is Going to Change.